Hello, everyone, and welcome to NAIS Member Voices. I'm Scott Donaldson, and today I'll be speaking with Adam Nye, Assistant Head for Educational Strategy and the Chair for City as Our Campus at the Winchester Thurston School in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Adam, welcome to Member Voices. Thank you very much for having me. Well, thank you for joining me. So I guess to start off, what is City as Our Campus? City as Our Campus is a community-based learning program that's uh, part of our core academic curriculum, uh, and it engages all students pre-K to grade 12 as part of their daily experience at WT. And the way that we talk about it, it's anytime that we engage, utilize, or partner with the community. Um, so engaging community partners as co-teachers in the classroom, utilizing community spaces as learning environments, and partnering with the community to understand and address uh, various issues that are impacting our city. And what started this program? Did you come in and start it, or did it predate you? Yeah, so I've been with the school since um, 2014, but the program was started around 2005, and we decided to start the program for a few different reasons. First, we um, are located in a dense residential neighborhood, uh, and for years we talked about the location as being a bit of a detractor for our school because our, um, some of our peer schools have like big facilities and sprawling campuses and we're limited to a pretty tight square foot. Through conversations, we realized that we could actually change the conversation about our location and talk about all of the really great resources that are right in our neighborhood. So we have two major universities right down the road. We have some big museums, libraries, an emerging tech hub um, was, was just starting at that time. And so by changing the conversation about our location and really emphasizing our ability to use all of the resources in our community, we were able to have a different identity as a school. Going along those same lines, our founding credo is think also of the comforts and the rights of others. And so we think that Cities Our Campus is one way of living that credo in our, in our educational program because we ask students to really consider and address the various issues that are impacting their fellow community members. So what are your other responsibilities at Winchester Thurston? Is there a normal day-to-day routine or does it tend to vary? So this year I have two roles, um, one as assistant head for educational strategy and the other as chair for Cities Our Campus. I've been overseeing the Cities Our Campus program since 2014. And in that role, um, I'm really overseeing the program management. So helping our teachers to design and implement learning experiences that engage the community. And with that role, it's different day to day based on who's going off campus, who's coming into our school, what the different classes are doing. So there's really no day that's um, like another. Now with the Assistant Head for Educational Strategy, this is a new position uh, that we created at our school. We have a new head of school this year, and we created this position to help him really think about the future of the school and consider changes to our school and operational model um, for long-term sustainability and asking questions like, what is the future? What is the future of Pittsburgh? And how can WT play a role in preparing our students and any learners in Pittsburgh for that future? And so having really exciting conversations about the future of learning, the future of teaching, and the future of Winchester Thurston. Um, and that, is, you know, in that role, I'm still figuring it out um, as we go, which is one of the great things about working at Winchester Thurston. We have a lot of freedom to explore and experiment. And what prompted having these conversations about preparing for changes? Was it just bringing on the new head or or were there other things that you were noticing that uh, you felt these conversations needed to be had? That's a great question. So, you know, I think 
we started Cities Our Campus around 2005, and with the growth of that program, we saw a lot of change to our school, um, not only in things like enrollment and our endowment, but also just the way that we approach teaching and learning. And as our school continued to change and experiment and explore with new possibilities, there was just a hunger um, by our community to continue doing that. And so as cities, our campus really took hold and has now become part of our identity. I think there was a strong desire to continue innovating, continuing to be creative about the way that we're engaging our students and the way that we're engaging our community. And also realizing that our city is changing. Pittsburgh is going through a lot of growth and development, and it's just in a constant state of change at this point. And so um, we were asking ourselves, what role do we play as an independent school in this community to be a part of that change, to help drive that change, and again, to prepare our students for that and think more broadly? So is there something that we can do in the community to make our educational program more accessible um, to all types of learners beyond just the students who come here? you know, as a, as a full-time student. And so all of that is really driving this. Um, and it's in a really, you know, it's in a state of um, exploration right now. We're not exactly sure where it's going to go, but we're having really exciting conversations around that and, you know, utilizing some of the stuff that we've learned through NAIS as far as taking day hikes and doing pilots to help us think about what that future could be. What we're trying to do is kind of evaluate all of the work that we're currently doing and having conversations about the work that we want to continue doing, the work that we need to kind of put aside or end, um, and the work that we could evolve in new ways. And so one thing, for example, is looking at our camps program. So we have really fantastic after-school camps, uh, summer camps. Is there a way to evolve that a little bit so that we could offer adult programs, so that we could offer sliding scale tuition, um, so that we could partner with um, some of our cities, our campus partners, and do joint programming? In addition to that, there's there's another example of professional development. You know, we have really fantastic professional development for our teachers, and our teachers are really skilled uh, and could share their expertise. So we're starting programs where they're partnering and collaborating and um, helping to teach other uh, educators in the city at independent and public schools. Um, so could that become a program that we then adopt? Cities Our Campus is another example of something that we could evolve to have more strategic partnerships um, where we're able to offer the cities or campus experiences to students who aren't full-time at Winchester Thurston. So what we're trying to do is um, kind of innovate within what we're already doing and just push things a little bit further so that we're not starting fresh, we're not starting new, we're just um, evolving as a school. And since we're taking that approach, it, it so far feels really natural and organic. Yeah, that's exciting. What do you think has been your biggest challenge thus far? Or do you see any challenges ahead that you're already preparing for? You know, I imagine any time that you try to create something new, there will be um, a lot of challenges through that. One thing that we're trying to do is learn from our experience um, with cities or campus and um, Mm -hmm. utilize that journey um, to inform the way that we'll create change in the future. So Cities Our Campus has been around since 2005, but it's been a slow growth that has kind of evolved organically over time. And really, you know, in 2014, we had about 30% of faculty participating. And now 2018, we have 92% participating. It was a slow growth that saw a big jump in just short the past five years. We're working with uh, some researchers from the University of Pittsburgh to document that journey. 
and to uh, document the program model that we've utilized so that we can understand, you know, how has this change occurred? What are the perceptions of this program model and how it's been implemented over time? And what can we learn from that so that we as a school can continue to create new programs and, and change? Um, and, you know, that process of documentation isn't only helpful for us, we also think it's helpful for other schools. So we're sharing that research with anyone who's interested so that they can learn how we created a community-based learning program and hopefully that will help them to create their own. And where do you look to for inspiration in your work? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy. Um, I think any educator would say this, but you know, in the halls, in the classrooms of our school, we have really fantastic teachers who are constantly doing new and interesting work in their classrooms and really Part of my job, especially as the, you know, this new assistant head for educational strategy is kind of uh, surveying all of the work that's happening and finding ways of connecting it and pushing it further and really trying to figure out the structures and systems and supports that are needed to make room for that creative work to continue to flourish. You know, in a position like mine, I'm kind of on the fringes of the school, so I, I don't fit neatly into the typical school staffing structure, and that gives me a lot of freedom to kind of work around the edges and to make connections between the different divisions and the different grade levels and the different teachers and then connect it back to the community. And so that's, that's really exciting and that's really inspiring. Um, and then of course we also look out into the community. We have over a hundred community partners. Pittsburgh's a really creative city. Um, we've, ha we've had to, uh, you know, as a city, we've had to push ourselves to stay afloat. And so I think there's just constantly um, really creative ideas out there. Uh, and so bringing that into the school and connecting that to the work that we want to be doing here is something that's really inspiring. And I, I want to talk a little bit about you and, and how you found Winchester Thurston. Did you start out looking for something like this, a program like this that you could be a part of and, and kind of mold and grow with? Or, or what, what's your background? How did you find the school and find this program? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, the director of cities, our campus position is kind of like a, a dream position of mine. Hmm. Um, and one that I never, I wasn't sure I'd ever find uh, quite like it. Um, so my background is actually in, in public policy. So I went to Penn State for education and public policy and focused on uh, policies that affect urban education. And then my master's is in informal learning and specifically how informal learning institutions such as museums or community arts programs could be blended into formal schooling uh, to benefit the students and thinking about connected learning pathways. So how can various learning institutions be connected to enhance a student's learning while the school and the home serve as kind of like central hubs? So that's really what today's our campus is. Our school serves as a hub as students engage in lots of different types of learning experiences throughout our city. And I became familiar with Winchester Thurston as a city as our campus partner. So my previous work is in children's museums. Uh, and when I was working at the Children's Museum of Pittsburgh, I was the city's or campus partner with Winchester Thurston's kindergarten classes. And I became familiar with the school and their approach and just really fell in love with it. And when this position opened up, I very eagerly applied. And what do you think drew you to uh, this kind of work or, or what keeps you coming back? Could you describe that? Yeah, you know, I think it just makes sense to me. Um, you know, if you look at all of the fantastic resources that exist in the community and you think about you know, the access that our students have now to lots of different resources that are available through digital media. Um, it just makes sense that they should be able to utilize everything that's available to them. And I think, you know, even that in itself 
you know, learning how to use the resources in your community is a really powerful thing that our students can learn. And so I think that drew me to it initially. And then also just realizing that a lot of, you know, this work for public schools, for example, is necessary in a lot of ways because they might not have the programs at their school or they might not have the resources at their school. And so they have to outsource that to the community. Um, and so it's a really interesting approach that helps a school to become more integrated and a more um, active part of the broader city. And are there things that you don't like about your role? Mm. <laughs> I know that can be a tricky question. Yeah. You know, I'm mostly really satisfied with the role. I, I will say, and this is going back to um, one of the challenges, you know, it's great to be able to operate on the fringes of the school and kind of put myself in there where I need to be. But it's also a challenge that, you know, I'm, I'm sometimes on the outside of things and I have to push my way in. Um, and so I would say that's probably one of the only detractors about it. Um, but overall, I'm pretty happy. How do you learn best? And do you think that that's influenced your approach and your work? Yeah, um, I think I learn best by doing. And a lot of the work that we're doing is you know, applying the the classroom learning, the, the content to authentic situations and asking our students to really apply their learning to address problems and, and issues out in the community. And, and I think I learned best that way. And so it's definitely motivated me to not only do this work, but also to learn alongside our students. And we also talk about Cities Our Campus as a benefit for our teachers and our staff because we're bringing in experts from the community and Oftentimes, that's almost like on-the-job training for us as adults. Um, by being able to co-teach or partner with all of these different experts from our community is exposing us to new ways of thinking and different possibilities and resources that we couldn't provide uh, on our own. So that's one of the joys of working here as well as being you know, a part of, of that learning experience with our students. And we talked a little bit about how, how no day is the same in your role, but do you have a, like a first thing that you do when you get to campus or get to your office every day and, uh, or a last thing that you do at the end of the day, kind of things that bookend the day? Yeah, that's actually a goal of mine for 2019 is to um, uh, have uh, a morning routine and an, and an afternoon routine. You know, in the morning, it's, it's greeting the students and the teachers and um, just getting excited about the day but then outlining the goals for the day and, and checking to see who's going off campus, who's coming into, into the school um, and preparing for any of the cities or campus experiences that are happening. And then I tried to end each day with a bit of reflection and preparing for the next day. And on the subject of goals, are there other ways that you've identified that you'd like to grow professionally and personally? Yeah, so I have a bit of a, an untraditional path to a school, so I've never actually taught in a classroom. Uh, most of my experience is in policy and nonprofit management. Uh, and so one of my goals moving forward is to uh, become a bit more familiar about just the, the daily experience of our teachers. And so I'm hoping to do some classroom observations and like shadowing of students so that I, you know, I have an idea, obviously, of what our students and our teachers are experiencing on a day-to-day -day basis, but I want to get really deep into that and understand what is the typical school day for our students and what's the typical school day for our teachers? So that's, that's just one um, area that I want to gain some more exposure on. And uh, do you have any stories that pop to mind of students participating in City as Our Campus, uh, moments that you could tell that they were really sticking with the child or making a difference with the student? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think one of the great things about cities or campus is all the small moments that happen uh, through the program. And so it's, it's oftentimes the student who meets, you know, an inspiring person from the community who they can identify with, you know, and affirm their own identity, or it's um, a really powerful guest who comes in and opens our students' eyes to an issue that they didn't know was impacting the neighborhood right next door to ours. Um, and so lots of, there are lots of those small moments um, that happen almost every day. Uh, but on a bigger scale, you know, we have a course called Research Science, which is a year-long science credit in the upper school uh, for 10th, 11th, and 12th graders. And they spend that year learning about product development, engineering skills, and then we ask them to develop a product that addresses the community need. And that includes pollution, sensors, prosthetics, um, lots of different types of products. Um, a few years ago, we had two students who developed a tool that helped people to easily measure the solution uh, to help with rehydration. And through this course, we partner each a group of students with a community mentor who's an expert in that field. So they were partnered with a local doctor who's also an alum and a parent. And she kind of coached them and offered feedback and critiques throughout the year. And they ended up developing that product and went to Uganda uh, last summer with a nonprofit to implement that tool out in the field. And so that's a really powerful story of two students who took, you know, a, just a small interest that they had developed a product uh, for their course, met with a local mentor, and then actually went out and did something with it. Um, and, and, you know, we see lots of students who are doing that, but that, well, that was really one of the most impactful that we've heard recently. Can you expand on why you think experiences like that are so important for students to have? Yeah, well, I think, you know, exposure to the community is really important so that our students are aware that they are part of a living, breathing city. And, there are issues that are impacting that city and they as individuals in the community have the power to uh, make change in their, in their city. I think that alone is really powerful, but it, you know, as far as helping our students to learn while at school, when they are asked to apply their learning to authentic situations that could have an impact in their community, they take it a bit more seriously. It adds a bit of legitimacy to it. When they're connecting to people who are doing that work in their community, it excites them uh, a bit more than just sitting in a classroom and doing it in an isolated manner. And so, you know, we hear from our students that through all of this work, they're, you know, they're excited by it, they enjoy it more, they take it more seriously. And through all of that, we hope that they're having a, a deeper mastery of content uh, and a bit more, you know, a, a stronger set of skills than they would just through traditional classroom learning. Um, and that's actually part of the research that we're doing with the University of Pittsburgh. We're not only documenting the program model, but we're also trying to figure out the impact of community-based learning on students and on student learning. And those are the types of things that we're hearing through this research. Do you have a proudest moment or something you would consider a, a greatest achievement? Um, I'm proud of the growth that Cities or Campus has experienced over the past few years. Uh, and I, I'm really excited that it has now become part of our school's identity and part of our DNA. But again, anytime that I get to experience those small moments where uh, our students get excited and um, energetic about their learning, that's, that's a moment where it, it all becomes worth it. Do you have any tchotchkes or mementos or personal items that have meaning to you that, that maybe travel with you from desk to desk or that you keep on your desk? 
Yeah, I mean, the things that are on my desk right now are I have an ambulance made out of uh, recycled materials that our first graders made as part of their community development unit. So they, they construct miniature cities using recycled materials and have conversations about access and inclusion uh, in, in a community. So that's sitting on my desk right now. I also have, I, so I used to work in children's museums and I have some marketing materials from previous exhibits that I've, that I've designed and opened. So I like to close conversations with this question. If you had one more hour in the day, what would you do with it? I would probably walk my dog more often. <laughs> well, thank you so much for speaking with me. I really appreciate it and I enjoyed our conversation. Thank you, you too. Thanks for listening to this episode of NEIS Member Voices. We've included some great resources on some of the areas we discussed at neis.org slash membervoices. And you can also keep an eye on that page for new podcast episodes. Please be sure to listen, rate, review, and subscribe to a new episode each month. And don't forget, we always want to hear your stories, comments, and questions. Uh, So please send them to us by sending them to membership at neis.org.